Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. I'm Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I'd like to thank you for joining me on the podcast. And I also want to mention that if you like the show, please click the subscribe button. And if you happen to be on iTunes, uh, just take a few moments and leave a review. Five-star review helps me out a great deal. So I hope that you'll do that uh, for me if you can. The Quipster Film Review Podcast is the name of the show. Also, my website, quipster.net. Check it out, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today, I'm going to be reviewing The Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part 2. It's an action, sci-fi, adventure, thriller uh, starring Jennifer Lawrence. It's a PG-13 rated film for its intense sequences of violence and action and for its thematic material, and it runs two hours and 17 minutes. Josh Hutcherson, Liam Hemsworth, Donald Sutherland, Julianne Moore, Woody Harrelson, Philip Seymour Hoffman in his final film role, uh, Willow Shield, Sam Claflin, Elizabeth Banks, Jenna Malone, Natalie Dormer round out some of the cast. Jeffrey Wright and Stanley Tucci also get smaller roles here. Uh, the director, as with the previous couple of films, is Francis Lawrence, and the screenplay is by Peter Craig and Danny Strong, who are adapting... Uh, at least half of the book of Mockingjay by Suzanne Collins, the third in the, uh, in the Hunger Games trilogy. Because the last, uh, because Mockingjay was split into two movies, this is the fourth and I guess that would be the final film based on Suzanne Collins' trilogy of young adult novels. And this story, as it reaches its, its big climax, is shifting more into what one would consider more of a war flick and less of a science fiction based, uh, uh, dystopian future. Uh, it becomes more of a game of survival to see if Katniss can stay alive long enough to capture and kill the villainous president Coriolanus Snow, uh, Donald Sutherland's character. Uh, because it is the the war flick at the end of this uh, series, it's a decidedly darker film than the others. It's not only because of the thematic material, but also in the way that it's delivered. The high-gloss shine of the aristocracy is gone, and it's been dismantled by, uh, a, you know, it's become a war-torn area because of the revolution. What's left of the capital is mostly an empty wasteland of deadly booby traps that are set up by uh, craft, by the uh, game makers of uh, of the uh, the Hunger Games. They've dubbed uh, this the unofficial 76th Hunger Games because of the uh, the amount of traps that have to be traversed by those in- infiltrators. And that forces the small band to evade explosive landmines, powerful gun turrets, floods of hot oil, murderous humanoid mutants called mutts, and other nasty concoctions uh, in order to achieve their ultimate mission of getting to the Capitol building. To complete her task, Katniss defies the explicit instructions given to her from the leader of the rebellion, President Alma Coyne, played by Julianne Moore, uh, Moore wants her to remain a tool for propaganda, but uh, somehow uh, Katniss just has more on her mind. She she has a mission, and she uh, takes a small faction of ma- mainly prior Hunger Games survivors, the ones that she trusts anyway, out to the battlefield in order to infiltrate the capital and put an end, hopefully, to the tyrannical reign of President Snow over the 13 districts of Panem. As with the other film adaptations of the popular Collins novels, the strength of Mockingjay Part 2 comes from, really, its stellar cast of actors. They're able to occasionally breathe life into some, unfortunately, fairly weak characterizations and some rudimentary bits of dialogue. Sometimes that dialogue would make me wince, especially when Katniss has to uh, shore up the troops. 
Um, some of that is in the trailer if you haven't seen it. Jennifer Lawrence in particular has most of the film's pathos riding on her shoulders. So I would say it's to Lawrence's credit that she gives her part, her all, despite what must be at this stage of her career, a truly two-dimensional role unworthy of an Oscar-caliber performer at its heart. If you feel at all for Katniss Everdeen, it's because Lawrence sells you on her. And it's otherwise, it's skimpily delivered goods if you base it solely on what's there just on the written page. Donald Sutherland, who's been menacing throughout, he really ups his game for this one. And it looks like he's having the time of his life in his portrayal of the duplicitous President Snow. His intentions and his ex- execution of his will begins to become a bit cloudier as the storyline progresses and as his empire begins to rattle under the weight of the onslaught of the rebellion. Julianne Moore, of course, is always solid, but I think that the film is yet another reminder of how much we really miss the presence of Philip Seymour Hoffman in films. He he died before all of his part in this series was completed, so uh, his absence in this film is certainly evident, especially during a key moment in the film in which... He was meant to deliver some poignant and erudite words at a crucial moment, and it's left completely anticlimactic due to the fact that it's he's not there to deliver it. Instead, it's read aloud as a letter without any sense of passion as part of this. It's really impersonal and uh, and really could have used somebody on the scale of Hoffman to really tie everything together. Unfortunately, for much of the runtime, the supporting characters that we enjoy best are basically relegated to the sidelines in favor of the immediate crew around Katniss. Most of the younger performers who are part of the Hunger Games in the past, they're just not as compelling, unfortunately. And and that really is in no small degree due to the misguided financial decision from the makers of this series to cut the final book, Mockingjay, into two parts for its film releases. The characters that we enjoy most are off screen. And while... In, in their place are characters that we can barely distinguish from one another. They get a lot more screen time than would have ever been deemed necessary, and that results in an imbalance in our interest in seeing where things go without the kind of momentum that we would normally have had as part of a complete and concise tale. It also allows for far more cloying scenes involving whether Katniss will ultimately choose between the blandly defined Gale or the mentally unstable Peta as a mate, which, you know, given that, that we face all of these potential deaths for all of these characters and everything that they hold dear, it seems like it shouldn't even have entered the conversation. I mean, who cares about whether, uh, Pete, uh whether Katniss finds uh, uh, she's going to start dating Gail or, or Peta at the end of this. I mean, it's, it's the last thing I would have ever thought of. And I can't believe that it's even explored with any kind of depth in this film. And furthermore, I think that the question remains here that you have to think about. Has anybody ever thought that a film as relatively superficial and artless as the hunger games would be better if we could see two entire hours of what should have been and would have been deleted scenes in a one movie adaptation. I really think they should have just made it one film, but unfortunately we've been spoiled by previous blockbusters such as the Harry Potter series and the, uh, and the, uh, Twilight series that says, Hey, you can make twice as much money splitting the final film into two parts. Another part of the problem with the film is that you know, with this legion of fans of the novels to appease, 
The Hunger Games films can't deviate too much from the source of material, and unfortunately many readers consider Mockingjay to the, be the weakest entry in the trilogy and has an unsatisfactory epilogue for many people. Alas, despite some well-mounted action sequences in the middle of the film, it's hard to generate actual suspense and chills when the movies haven't really done a great job at giving us rounded characters that we can believe in or a compelling story that we can be truly invested into. Who lives? Who dies at the end? All of that becomes less important than whether there's a fitting end to all of the build-up. And while this final entry will probably do justice for those who want no deviation from the book... It does come at the expense of the overall story because, quite frankly, the story just doesn't seem to be particularly worthy of a four-blockbuster motion picture saga to begin with. I'm sorry, Hunger Games fans. It's, I think perhaps the books just ended up doing it better. Whether the film is going to satisfy or dissatisfy you will probably depend on whether you have uh, high expectations or not going into it, but I will say that at the end of this film... Speaking personally, I'm content enough with how it played out, even if I question whether it deserves a lot of fan fervor. After four films and four years of middling interest with characters I could scarcely care a lick about, I'm pretty fatigued with this franchise, enough to be satisfied with letting it end right here. Although, you know, given that this is, this is a cynical f- film full of cynical ideas, I, too, have been overcome with a bit of cynicism, enough to expect more down the pike when the studio, Lionsgate, gets hungry for another tentpole release a few years down the road, which will cause them to either make a prequel or a sequel to this. It's almost inevitable. And, unfortunately, I think that the cycle will continue. I'm going to give Mockingjay Part 2 the same... Uh, rating that I gave Mockingjay Part 1 as well as Catching Fire, which is three stars. Three stars meaning that it I do recommend it if you happen to be a fan of the series. Um, but outside of this, if you haven't been impressed with things so far, maybe you left it, maybe you watched The Hunger Games and weren't sure if you really wanted to continue, I could take or leave it at that point. It's really, it's really up to you. If you love The Hunger Games, you'll watch this, you'll enjoy it. I think it'll be, I think it'll satisfy you. If you are not a huge fan of the Hunger Games, maybe you've been skeptical. I don't think that this is going to turn you around. It's really, you know, to me, it's no different than the previous couple of movies. I watched it. I thought some things were well done. I liked the actors. I liked the the production values of the film, but I never really came to care about these characters. I didn't care to about what happened with Pan Am. I didn't care about, uh, you know, how the film ultimately would end. All I did care about is that at the end of the film that it was worth all of the uh, many hours it took to get there. And unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I won't say that I, it was a waste of my time, but I really feel like this is not a journey that I care to undertake again. So for a one-time watch, I'm fine with it, but uh, I, I'm just not anxious to revisit uh, Hunger Games uh, again or for future entries anytime in the near future. Hopefully uh, whenever it do- inevitably comes about that they're going to have a lot more thought and a lot more uh, interest in it and hopefully it won't be based on a Suzanne Collins novel. Not, no disrespect to her as a writer but it would be nice for uh, future entries to be devoid of having to adhere strictly to uh, the books because I feel that uh, unfortunately, books and movies are entirely different ways of telling stories, and I don't think that the way that 
the that Suzanne Collins told her story really makes for uh, a particularly awesome movie series uh, without being able to deviate from it and make it more cinematic. Uh, not not to say that it's not cinematic, but I think that there's a lot of uh, indulgences here that were done in order to placate the audience, uh, the fervent audience of the book series and not to uh, for film goers who were just looking for good films. And sacrifices were made in order to do that. And I don't think that it worked out in its favor. Three stars for Mockingjay Part 2. Recommended with reservations for people who have already... And, you know, If you've watched all three of the previous films, get your closure, closure watch in. Uh, because that way you can put it all behind you and get on to the next cinematic uh, universe of Star Wars or whatever it is that you happen to be into that's going to be coming down the pike. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. And uh, you can also uh, find my contact information if you want to send any words to me. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm sure I've, I've antagonized a few Hunger Games fans to send me a note. You can find my, uh, my contact information at my website, quipster.net. And you can also find links to my Facebook page and my Twitter feed there, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Until next time, thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you go to the movies. 